Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for hanging out with Tony Morrow and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. In this go-around on the podcast, going to have some more fun with some interesting analogies. We're talking money lessons we can take from rich musicians. Maybe bring that down to a level of number that uh, resonates with us, not, not some of these crazy numbers I've got before me. But we'll have a little bit of fun with this and let Tony give us a couple of lessons here and there. And Tony, this is podcast number 43. I guess our podcast is what, middle age now? <laughs> Boy, I guess so. And, and uh, with some of these musicians in here, it's going to date me because... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a couple of, of my favorites, and, and I love music. Okay, well, good. I always have loved music. Well, fantastic. Well, then we'll have some fun with this, and I'm going to let you take, like I said, distill this down to a level that will you know make sense for us that don't quite have some of these numbers in our, uh, in our bank accounts, but we'll yeah. have some fun. Uh, all right, so let's take a look at these rich folks and see what we can take from it. Andrew Lloyd Weber. Are you familiar with who that is, our listeners as well? Do you know who that is? I do know who that is. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that uh, is, probably a lot of listeners don't, but okay, yeah. go for it. You, I'll let you tell. Well, I mean, you know, he was created the Phantom of the Opera. Right. Uh, Big playwright. You know, which, yep. Yeah. I, I think everybody knows, you know, knows that, that one. Phantom, uh, what? Cats? Cats, Jesus Christ, Superstar. Mm, yep. Um, Some biggies. I mean, th- those are the big ones that I, you know, that I'm familiar with. Okay. Uh, uh, I got a couple of tidbits for you on, on Andrew there. He's technically listed as the richest musician in history. I would have thought it would have been like McCartney or something. or you I would have thought it would have been McCartney or Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Um, uh-uh. Hmm. Uh, now, the, they have a range. Apparently, it ebbs and flows, right, like anything. But somewhere between $900 million and $1.2 billion is, okay. his, uh, is his net worth. And so, yeah, he's not hurting. He's doing all right. <laughs> no, he is. I, already, I mean, and some of these other names on here, yeah, the, the, the numbers are staggering with what they've amassed. And, and we've only done, a, a, you know, four or five of them here. I mean, you got the Rolling Stones. You got. Oh, yeah, Beatles, we could go got, on. Yeah. You, know, you go on and on with these. Yeah. These bands and, and the massive amounts of money that they've made over their lifetimes. A lot of them, you know, and, and perfect example is Kiss. The, the band from one of the bands, you know, from my era, sure. they've really done a, a job of they've, they are their own market, you know, oh, they, for they, sure. They are marketing kings. Yes. And yeah. I just read it on a, on a, a sign. I, I think I'm going to get it. It's from success prints. And okay. it, it, it was from uh, Jay-Z and he said, so it's a quote. He said, I'm not a businessman. He said, I'm a business dot, dot, dot man, which is true. He, there you he go. He's a business, you know, he, he's a brand. Yeah, well, and, that's that's uh, kind of how we pick these folks. A lot of these folks yeah. are kind of brands, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, let me give you one more tidbit about Andrew Lloyd Webber, and then I'll have you give us a little a little lesson for you. So, what he did very smartly not only has he made a lot of money off of you know having you know creating these things, but the way he's licensed them. So he set up a company back in 1977 that ensures that he he gets a share of the profits of his work in any form. So movie, uh, play, you know, Broadway performance, you know, soundtrack, uh, including even the ticketing agencies and the venues, the doors themselves. So pretty interesting. Uh, where would you kind of look at that if you were saying, okay, I've got this guy as a client. What is he, you know, what's his focal point? Where would you, where would you go with that? 
Well, he's a classic example of somebody that has created, you know, multiple income streams uh, to make sure, you know, that he's got money coming in from all kinds of places. Nice. Okay. And, you know, I, I'd probably say, I, I don't know what the stat is, but I would say it was probably high. Most Americans don't have any clue of even how to do this, let alone actually doing it. Great you know, point, most people yeah. go to work for somebody for 30, 40 years and their paycheck is their income and they don't have any other sources of income. If, and it's, you know, for those that are, that are, you know, really, I guess, um, I don't want to say go getters because everybody's always looking for more income, it seems, but, you know, you need to, if you're going to, tie it to the investment world a little bit, you know, besides saving for the big goals, retirement and whatnot, you know, it might be possible that you use some of your investments to produce, uh, you know, another stream of income for you before mm-hmm. retirement. Now, most people are going to say to that, well, I don't have the money, you know, I've got, I've, everything goes out and I'm barely able to save maybe for retirement. But so maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a side hustle. Maybe it's, I don't know, you know, a, a different job, a se- second job, maybe. Right, right. So you just got to kind of uh, put on your entrepreneur hat a little bit and think about things. And a great book about it is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, the cash flow quadrant and trying to get yourself to the truly wealthy because the truly wealthy have money coming in. They're not even working. And I'm not talking about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. I mean, th- those, those are those guys, but other folks, uh, yeah, know, folks you've never heard of, but yeah. Yeah. That you never heard of and, and it, they're making money while they're sleeping, so to speak, you know, and that's uh, harder to do than it is to say, but it's worth pursuing. No, that's a great point because again, it's all about the income streams. Uh, you know, income is the outcome. I heard someone say that. I yeah. thought that was pretty good when you're talking about your retirement plans. Uh, and your retirement journey, the income is the outcome. So whatever you want the outcome of your retirement to be, it's going to be based around the income. If you don't have very much, well, your retirement may be suffering because of that. So income streams, certainly key. Great lesson there from Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tony on that. Let's move to our next uh, rich musician here, and we'll go with Bono. Uh, I can't remember what his real name is, Paul something or another. But anyway, Bono from U2, obviously. Are you familiar with that? Uh, Yeah, no, well. Love the band. Been around forever. You know, Long just time. Earning money and earning money. Oh yeah. So he's worth roughly around six or seven hundred million. Uh, and he's made Tony his forays not just for music. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, back in the day, about uh, about fifteen years ago, he was a major investment uh, investor. Excuse me, in Facebook's IPO when that launched. Uh, of course, they've had many a tour where they've made a lot of money. About eight hundred million estimated from their last tour. Uh, a number of years ago, the 360 tour at the time, making it one of the biggest musical tours in history. And so he's just got a lot of other investments. He's got a clothing line. He's got a five-star hotel. He's got multiple things going on. Kind of to your point earlier, he doesn't necessarily have to play music. No. And, you know, he uh, like Andrew Lloyd Webber, I mean, you know, not only does he have multiple income streams, you know, it goes to this, you know, the next thing of, He's got that and he's, he's diversified, you know, if, if the music, cause I mean, someday he's not going to be, he's just going to get, you know, some of these aging musicians, you know, they, you, right, you mentioned the stones, right. Except for the stones. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but other than that, <laughs> I yeah. don't either, but you know, these guys and, and Lord knows, you know, some of them, you know, I've lived a harder lifestyle than others back in the day. And, but you know, I mean, age catches up with everybody, even if you're taking care of yourself and, He's diversified himself to a point where, you know, he's got income streams coming in. So he, like you said, you know, if, if he doesn't or can't do any more music, you know, he's still going to be able to make a lot of money 
And, you know, of course, all these people are, are set for life, assuming right. that they manage it correctly. But um, well, for fact, for every Bono, there's a Prince or an Aretha Franklin, right? Well, yeah, good point. You know, you didn't point. didn't have a will, didn't have a trust, you know, so on, nope. and everything gets contested and fought over. So yeah, yeah. So I I think the big lesson here, really, besides multiple income streams, is diversifying. You know, out of your main income stream, something you know unrelated. Gotcha. And even you know, for me, you know, I have a, a tax and accounting financial planning business. But I also own, you know, some apartments and I am a, a minority owner of my brother's insurance business. Oh, okay. And yeah. So unrelated, but yet, you know, uh, other income streams, you know, it, it helps if one is, you know, just, just like investments, one's kind of doing poorly, the other one's generally doing okay. And they, and they flip flop around a lot. Now, that's a great way of looking at that. It's kind of like the different yeah. buckets, right? When you're talking about your investment strategy. And yeah, to your point earlier, Tony, I mean, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity or a rock star to have multiple income streams and to diversify where your money is going to be coming in from as we get closer to retirement. And I think you had it really right on the head with people just don't know how or they think that's only for those kinds of people. And it's just not. Right. I mean, you know, you can be uh, you can be a tax uh, a tax doctor in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, you can. Uh, a lot of people. I, I think the biggest thing that most people have as a barrier when we're talking about this is one, they they don't think they have any talent to do anything else, yeah, and, and they're point. afraid because yeah. there is a little bit of a risk. And two, it it's actually and these people have worked tremendously hard to get what to where they were at. Plus, sure. they have God given talent, but. It's a little extra work, you know. Even if you're doing a little side hustle, hustle where, it, let's say you're just selling. I don't know. I use the old Tupperware that dates me a little bit. But you know, <laughs> if you're going to go out and sell that, you know, and there's all kinds of things that are being sold at those kinds of parties anymore. But you know, it, it's work. It's it's extra time out of your schedule. It's extra stress. It's extra. You know, I've got to pay for this or that before I make any money and. I think that scares people too. Yeah, I think fear is a great way of looking at that. You know, that yeah. affects us in any kind of walk of life when it comes to money. And a lot of folks are okay taking chances. I mean, small business owners take a chance every day. Uh, and so it's, you know, different kinds. It's a different breed sometimes to want to be a small business owner or an entrepreneur, uh, even if it's not an active business, to your point about maybe just investing in a, a friend's or family's, you know, business of that nature. And of course, as always, you want to make sure that you're checking that against your financial plan and retirement plan if you're considering doing something like that to make sure yes. that it's the right move for you. And, and like anything, you, you never want to invest more than you can afford to lose. Because that's just Definitely. the nature of business in general. Well, good. Some good stuff here on these uh, lessons. I'm going to jump to this the last one just for a minute. We, if we have time, we'll circle back around because I think a lot of our, our listeners are going to be a bit more familiar with this one. And that is Miss Dolly. I don't even have to give her last name. Everybody knows who Dolly is. Uh, she's worth about 400 to 500 million. And obviously, she's known for her massive hits, you know, the song that Whitney Houston covered, I Will Always Love You, uh, 9 to 5, her acting, movie, so on and so forth. Just tons of, you know, Jolene, Code of Many Colors, goes on and on and on. And she's made a lot of money from just really being a shrewd businesswoman, to your point with the Jay-Z quote earlier, and marketing her strengths, which was this kind of simple country girl persona and a few other things. We all know Dolly's assets there. <laughs> but yeah. really... This is like a long haul. Did, you, I don't know if a lot of people know, but she bought Dollywood, which was actually a theme park that was not doing well in back in 1986. And she it was actually an already existing theme park, and she rebranded it. 
And it took it a while, Tony, to get it really rolling to where it was doing really well through the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah, and I would love to, if you ever had a chance to meet any of these people, because I'm sure their stories are similar, but just to sit down and ask them, all right, you know, tell us about all your failures. Uh, and, and they probably could go on for hours and hours and hours about yeah, great point. Many things they did and uh, didn't do, you know, well. And I, I think uh, before I get into Dolly's stuff here, I, I think everybody wants to be, this is another one from a success prince, is uh, everybody wants to be successful until they see what it takes. And these people, you know, when you ask by them about the sacrifices they've made and the patience they've had to have, mm-hmm to get to where they are, you'd probably be blown away. But I think in her case, I mean, you know, she's been around a long time. She has always been, you know, relevant in, especially in the country music scene. And she is another one, you know, that's taken money and diversified, invested, been very patient and let time, you know, kind of be on her side, you know, tying it back to, you know, financial planning. Right. Right. Is, you, you know, you've got to be patient. You got to work at it. You I know, think that's and you've a got great to save point, and, Yeah, you, you know, you got to do all that. Uh, it's not just going to appear. And you know, especially <laughs> right. if you're close to retirement, you, you don't have any magic wands. You know, and so I'm on the sayings today. So I'll give you one more. Okay. And uh, I just bought a print. So this guy standing at the top of the mountain, and the the quote is, "He didn't just fall there." And it, that's it. I mean, you know, and if you just think about it, you're, you know, you're right. He had to climb there. You he know? had to he, climb he, there. Yeah. These, these people have to climb to where they get to. And just like us, you know, we, we may not have to get to that level of money and fame, but we got to climb to our goal. And it's, sure. know, it's going to take time. It's going to take good plans. It's going to take working the plan. Well, we could say, you know, from $400 million for Dolly down to just, you know, a million dollars or maybe 500,000 or whatever it is that you need for retirement. I mean, again, you're not going to just, you know, most of us are not just going to land in that pile of money. We're not going to Scrooge McDuck it and find that we've got, you know, just this uh, vault full of coins we can go swimming in. So it's one of those things we've got to build it over time. I think patience is a great way of looking at that. That's the trick to investing and also retirement planning is is over time we're going to get there. But even for folks who start a bit late, Tony, a lot of us don't really get serious until we're 50, uh, you know, or 50 plus, but there's still a good amount of time to get things done. There is still a good amount of time at 50 plus. And, you know, it's, it's take a little bit different approach. And I think if you're 50 plus, it would definitely behoove you to, to visit with an advisor to talk about, you know, the end game and here's what I want to do. And here's what I want to retire and kind of give them you know, an idea of what you want to retire with, in other words, in, in monthly income, and they're going to be able to tell you whether that's feasible or not, or at least what you have to sacrifice right. in order to get there. And maybe you have to readjust the goal a little bit, you know, or, or, or work a little bit in retirement. There's all kinds of ways to get there, but, you know, at least you have a plan. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned aging rock stars earlier. You know, a lot of these bands, they, they call them the dinosaur bands sometimes. Why are they still out touring? I mean, you mentioned Kiss. I think they're on their fifth retire, like their fifth, yeah. you know, this is the end tour. tour. Right. Yeah. Uh, because there are they are a business. Sometimes business. I think it was I think it was one of the guys from ACDC years ago said, Look, we and this is of course obviously before COVID changed all of that stuff, but said, you know, it's not just us that we're going out. People say, Oh, well, you're hitting the road again. You must need money. You must not have handled your investments very well. And it's like that's not necessarily the case. Sure, that's the case with some artists, but not all, because there's a lot of people that we employ that depend on us to actually yes. go out. We are a business. You know, yeah. we go out and do our thing and it's it's hiring 
uh, the t-shirt people and the road crew and the marketing folks and the ticketing sales and you know and then they they have their own office they have you know most of these most of these celebrities or these uh, musicians have a corporate office to a degree, right? They have a lot of folks. They have staff. They have personal assistants. They have accountants, right? They have CPAs and, and CFPs and all that stuff. I think the other thing, too, with, with uh, the aging musicians, you know, from the uh, 70s and 80s mm-hmm. out on the road, uh, because I think that, for one, you know, like you said, they, they've got a lot of things and a lot of people uh, that are dependent upon them, but two is you know with the way that the industry is today versus back when I you know oh yeah bought albums, make anything yeah uh, you know I don't know you know what what the setup is, but I think they make the most money touring, and then you know, a lot of these bands now they're selling out and marketing because people like me you know that's the music we grew up with we want to go listen to that before they're gone, and we've got more money than the young guys we used to be true uh, yep. you know and and can buy more. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. You know, it was, I was, uh, it was a drummer, uh, Alex Van Halen, who's a drummer for, uh, the legendary band Van Halen was just recently talking after his brother passed away and said, the industry is just in such bad state. We used to make a dollar a record. He said, when we would sell an album, we'd get a dollar off of that, whatever that was, you know, and you think, let's say 10 bucks, right? They're selling it for ten dollars. A dollar's going to the band, and he's like, "And we had to split that dollar four ways, right. you know." But nowadays, you know, you have to get you know ten thousand streams just to make you know yeah six bucks, you know, because right. uh, yeah. they're paying zero point zero zero one, you know, or whatever the case is. So there's always something going on. There's always a way we have to ebb and flow, Tony. And I think that brings us back to just having a plan, diversification. All really, the principles of kind of life in general fall right into. Uh, you know, financial planning and retirement planning. Really, it's the same story. It really is. As we've done, just, you know, draw all kinds of, you know, similarities to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, f- for sure. But I, I think at the end of the day, of course, I always say this is that, you know, you, you've got to you've got to develop some kind of plan and you got you to be able to work that plan. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're really leaving it all to chance. Yep. And uh, you don't want to do that. Now, that's a great point. I mean, our whole lives... We think about, uh, we, we try to plan for things where we plan to, you know, eventually have kids and raise them and, you know, all that kind of stuff and where we're going to live and where we're going to work and how they're going to go to school and yada, yada. I mean, all that stuff is about planning. And so that's why we do this show, Plan with the Tax Man. So if you've right. got some questions, if you need some help, if you want to tweak your plan or see if your plan needs a tweaking or two or just don't have one at all and you're not already, you know, currently working with Tony and his team. Give him a jingle at 844-707-7381. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the various platforms. Or stop by the website, yourplanningpros.com. You can find it all there. You can book time with Tony. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources at yourplanningpros.com. He's been doing this for over 20 years as a CFP and an EA and a great resource for you to tap into here in the Iowa area. So, Tony, my friend, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for hanging out with me this week and talking music. Now I'm going to have to go listen to some rock and roll. Me too. I'm going to listen to it as soon as I get off. We'll uh, we'll see you later. All right. We'll talk to you next time here on the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next time. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.